0: American Pinball registers four new pinball trademarks. Stern unveils their insider program. Pinbook sells out in seconds.
1: Again! Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston from Pinball Magazine, and with me is... I'm Martin Ayer from Pinball News. And welcome to this uh, month's recap of February 2019. And usually we say, what a month it's been, but actually Absolutely. this was, yeah, but this month actually was rather slow. It
0: was. I think everybody's kind of uh, waiting for March and April and, and the shows that are coming up in those months to uh, to announce things. So yeah, it's been a relatively quiet time, but it doesn't mean there hasn't been um, a number of uh, events in the pinball world. No, that's true. Um, actually, uh, we made quite a list, um, so so we
1: just named three, but there's a lot more. Um, but it's just short news, so hopefully, let's see if we can keep this under two hours this time. Ah, see, so we can keep it under under one hour, actually. Yeah, okay, well, I'm not trying to push it that hard, you know, so, but anyway. <laughs> so, okay, let's so, start with American Pinball.
0: Yes, and they have been busy, Um registering trademarks for well what we have to assume are upcoming games they may or may not be they may just be speculative um, trademark registrations just to make sure nobody else um, takes those but I don't think any of them are actually licensed as such although they do um, some of them do have license or have uh, characters that we might be familiar with if you want to go through what it was they actually registered
1: sure well um, the, the four um, trademarks are Poker Run, Sherlock Holmes, Valkyries, and Robin Hood.
0: Okay. So, obviously, some couple of uh, characters there with Sherlock Holmes and uh, Robin Hood. Poker Run, it suggests uh, a card-based game, which we haven't had for quite a while. Right. Uh, Although, obviously, card games used to be really big back in EM days, but uh, seem to have gone out of fashion recently. Um, so it's interesting to see Poker Run which is almost like casino run from uh uh jackpot right and uh Valkyries which is uh well I'm not entirely sure what that would be uh neither. so yeah
1: um not suggesting that would not be a good title I have no idea what it is so um I, I come to think of it wasn't there some sort of uh Tom Cruise movie uh Valkyrie Skies or something but I'm not sure whether that's uh, <laughs> any anything
0: related or whatever. It was Vanilla Sky. I don't know if that's anything to do with it. But uh, oh, wow. um, anyway, there were, but I think there's probably the biggest buzz has been around the potential of doing a Sherlock Holmes game. Right. Because I I would assume, but by now the uh, the Conan Doyle books are out of well, at least they're not. Um, the, the characters aren't trademarked because there's been there's been p- plenty of uh, movies and TV series uh portraying Sherlock Holmes over the years and and quite a bit of a a, a resurgence in interest recently with um obviously uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing uh, Sherlock and uh also um Holmes and Watson and Robert uh, Downey Jr right yeah oh yeah yeah Robert then, Downey Jr played well. um, so. Sherlock Holmes as well in in the movies so uh, so yes it's uh, yeah of course Watson Freeman was um Dr Watson who was uh, in the Hobbit so uh lots of pinball-related things there. Um, Bentec Cumberbatch, of course, doing the voice of Smaug in The Hobbit. Right. So, so. they both got some uh, some pinball um, history to them. Right. So um, of the four titles, I like you said, um seems that uh,
1: Sherlock Holmes has gotten the most support, I would say, from the pinball community, um, as far as I could see. Um, but I'm also a little bit... Well, I wouldn't say worried, but if it would be anything like Houdini, I'm not sure whether that would result in a good game.
0: What more sort of mysteries to or uh, inexplicable events to try and uh, or or tricks or tasks to complete? Well, it's
1: not only that, but if I look at at the structure of Houdini, I mean. Um, the game is basically like an an um uh a paper on who is houdini and what did he do and accomplish and and what did he spend his time on up to the point that i really don't care and i really, <laughs> really don't want to know Uh, And all these details are in the game, taking up um, um, uh, time during gameplay and and all that. And it's really annoying to me. So if that would be the case with Sherlock Holmes, um, I'm not sure whether they would turn it into a good game. Although I do think that Sherlock Holmes as a theme might be very suitable for pinball.
0: Oh, I agree. Um, But I don't think Sherlock Holmes probably doesn't need the level of explanation uh, in the way that uh, Houdini did or well, Houdini doesn't need that level of explanation I think people people understand who Houdini is and and what he's famous for and the same with Sherlock Holmes so so as he, as you said hopefully they've learned from from that that first game that uh, it's a little less in, in terms of the lecture on the, on the life right. of the I, uh, I the think character the best way
1: to hopefully uh, the, the, To go back to our resolutions that we expressed for 2019, I think uh, even though Sherlock Holmes is a a, a detective theme, uh, which should have some depth to it, because obviously these cases aren't uh, that simple to solve, um, but the challenge would be to make it actually an easy-to-understand but difficult-to-master game. And especially the easy-to-understand part, uh, seems to be rather conflicting with a team like Sherlock Holmes.
0: Well, in a way, although you could easily understand there'll be a series of modes, relating, each one relating to a book, and then you have to complete them all uh, or solve the mysteries by making the shots. And when you when you solved all the mysteries, you get to I don't know the the showdown at the at the at the falls with Moriarty. You know the the kind of wizard mode at the end. Right, you know, that would that would that would be reasonably easy to uh, to understand, even for somebody who's not that familiar with it, with all yeah. the intricacies of the stories. Right.
1: On a totally different, slightly related note, I did visit um, the Baker Street
0: uh, Sherlock Holmes Museum earlier uh, last year. Well, there you are. You see, I live in London, and I, and I go past Baker Street um, Station every single day, and I've never been there. Yeah, okay. I had some time to spare last summer, and um,
1: I was there with my sister. And um, we thought this would be interesting. Actually, it was. It's a very small. Um, well, it's a museum, I think. Well, obviously the um, the gift shop is bigger than the actual <laughs> actual house where the um, uh, where Holmes uh, supposedly was uh, residing. But let's keep in mind, it was a fictional character, so he never lived. It was a fictional character. Yes.
0: Yes, until very recently. Well, not very recently. Recently, recently, that place was a uh, was a bank. Uh, well, it was actually what's called a building society, which is like a, a sort of mutual type bank owned by its members. Oh. And it was for for many years. I don't know what it is now. Two to one B Baker Street.
1: Right. Well, um, it's but, it's it's basically a, a sort of museum, and it's completely uh, decorated like Sherlock Holmes was actually living there, with a bedroom and uh, with a bed in it, and. Uh, um, basically, if it wasn't for all the tourists, they might still be living there. <laughs> yes. So, so yes. and uh, but it's a very popular uh, um, uh, sightseeing uh, uh, thing or whatever you want to call it, because there was a, a long
0: line uh, of people waiting to get in there, and um, so. Mm. So anyway, uh, those are the four. For um, trademark titles that yeah. American Obviously, carry, Robin Hood run, also has runs. been done multiple times. Um,
1: there's one thing um, also to comment on these, is that um, American Pinball registered these trademarks also for the use in slot machines, um, which may or may not indicate that at some point they might be interested in uh, developing slot machines. It could also be that pinball and slot machines are in the same category as, you know, as far as trademarks go and that they get the the, the slot machine trademark t- together with the pinball trademark or vice versa, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that uh, there hasn't been a Sherlock Holmes or a Robin Hood slot machine up until now. I'm not sure whether a Robin Hood for a slot machine would be interesting
1: because as soon as you win your jackpot, the machine <laughs> robs you of your money, <laughs>
0: because then you're rich. <laughs> yeah, but on the flip side of that, if you, if you don't win anything, then it takes the money off somebody who did win and gives it to you. So that's good. Right. Okay, so anyway, they've got those four titles. So um, not wishing to prolong that too much more. Um, let's, let's move over to Stern, um, who have unveiled a new uh, money-making scheme for them called their Insider Programme. Right, and um, basically the idea is, you, you know, you you pay twenty dollars a month. I think, 29 dollars oh, a year, I think it is. Oh, you're absolutely right. I was thinking of somebody else. Yes, um, uh, yes, yeah, so about thirty dollars a year then, twenty nine ninety nine or something um, for a year's access, and that gets you preview early access to various um, promotional stuff, promotional um, videos. Um, Webinars uh, uh, with um, webinars uh, design a crews yeah. and,
1: and, and um, all that so podcasts with design crews, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it also needs to be mentioned that um, while you might get certain background info um, earlier than other people, their stern distributors and dealers will still receive all that info before the, the, the people are actually paying for that info.
0: Right. So it seems like they've, they've set up three, three tiers of releasing the information, first of all, to their distributor network, secondly, to the insider program, and thirdly, to everybody else. Um, and, of course, all that assumes that nobody in the distributor network leaks it out um, in advance, and then nobody in the insider program also leaks it out in advance to uh, the rest of the world. Um, yeah, well, um, that, that's a, uh, an issue yeah, that Stern it, really
1: has not been um, capable to keep secrets um, for most of the um, uh, most of the commercial games, I would say, because actually the the, um, uh, the contract games like uh, the Supreme one and the Primus one, well, they were sort
0: of like coming by uh, as a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, but they were they were they were kept under wraps very well. But uh, yeah, as you say, either by deliberate leak or um, accidental leak or um, malicious leak, maybe even. Um, most of the other titles have been uh, have been uh, pre-announced, or, or certainly well known about, and aspects of them have been released to the public domain uh, long before Stern actually put out any kind of press release.
1: Right, so, um, still, I find it uh odd okay, so so there might be webinars um for uh distributors and dealers that might be made available afterwards when once a game has been released to the insider program um which tells me like, okay, so you get to see what the the distributors um are being told, but you probably get to find out weeks after the distributors were actually informed. And then probably also uh, some of the uh, pricing info, and, and uh, I can assume that would be edited out, but we don't know. Um, so it seems to me that, it, like, um, well, you call it a money-making scheme, um, uh First of all, I'm not sure how many people would sign up for something like this, and second, um, it seems like a, a a lot of extra work for Stern.
0: Well, that's, absolutely. I'm, I'll be surprised if it actually lasts you know, beyond the first couple of years, because in order to keep keep the value going, it is going to be a lot of work. Having to produce, you know, exclusive content, and then you mentioned things about, or at least they mentioned things about, um, Stern parties, getting exclusive access to parties. If you're a member of the inside, but, but you know none of this has actually come to pass yet. So until it does, you've no idea what it is you're paying for if you subscribe up front. So you might as well, you know, kind of wait until there's something you, you really want to be part of and then sign up. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a calendar year sign up. You can sign up at any point, right. and and then your subscription runs for twelve months from that point onwards. Right. Uh, but uh, it does seem like know, a huge amount of effort. But, you know, maybe maybe it's part of. Oh, Obviously, part of their plan to build up their you know global lifestyle brand label that they put on on everything they send out to try and make um, stone Pinball you know have some uh, an increased level of cachet to it. And if you're part of the insider, which is you know a lot of other brands do this as well, give you access. You know, try and charge for a uh, an insider program to give the same kind of level of of um, preview or exclusivity. Um so, yeah, it makes perfect sense for them to give it a go. You know, if it doesn't work out or it turns out to be too much effort for it, then they, can, they can always quietly sort of uh, discontinue it at some point. Right. Um, it may not be the nicest thing to
1: say, but um, let's not forget that Stern Pinball... Um basically every press release that we've seen uh, announcing a new game from them is basically the same press release with <laughs> um, um, uh, a couple of word chains i mean the the um, uh, the template for the press release is definitely the same. Okay, the game gets announced and we're very happy to be working with this. Then there's a quote from Gary Stern. oh also happy work to be working with this and this party or whatever and uh, give another it's compliment. It's going to be a
0: wonderful game. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And basically it's every game the same press release with a few uh, slightly changed details. Now, uh, the average public might not be aware of that, but you and I as um, uh, journalists uh, we are so that makes me a little skeptical on on that they are now uh, all of a sudden going to show um, all this insider information to their insider program and in fact um, the uh, there's a video. For the insider program, in which you have a, uh, there's a shot of George Gomez and a couple of designers walking into the engineering area where George Gomez is, like, waving at the viewer or the cameraman, whatever, like, oh, come on and come on in with us. Um, but from what I understood, that's not going to happen. It's not like you're going to get. All X's, and that you, you you'll be going like, "Hey, Steve Ritchie, what's your next game?" Oh, I'll be working on the oh because you are a, uh, an insider program. I can tell you right away. No, that's not going to happen. So no, in, in that I'd sense, be
0: naive to assume that. Yes. Yeah. So
1: I'm not sure whether yeah. I see any added value,
0: but maybe I'm spoiled as a journalist, and um, I don't know. No, I think Stern do produce quite a lot of uh, multimedia content for their for their games. They do promotional videos, behind the scenes stuff, making of that kind of stuff. So if you're getting access to that earlier, maybe there's some value to that. Well, well but, but in but the end, everything's going to be out there for everyone to see. And it's, and basically, as soon as anybody on the insider program, well, not anybody, but virtually anyone on the insider program sees it, they'll share it, and it'll it'll get out. And then you know you could be looking at literally, you know, seeing it. 10 minutes before the rest of the world does. Right. So,
1: but yeah, then again, so and, and how it goes. so, but, but I agree with you, yes, Stern is doing a lot of multimedia content. On the other hand, the content that they're making, if you're really interested in, in, in the behind the scenes of the making of a game, like I've been trying to um, unveil in uh, Pinball magazine uh, previous issues and, and all of the things that, that happen to the design team and uh, inspires them or what's the reasoning behind a certain toy or, or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't go into that. No, you get a five, five minute video, which is probably very expensive to make. Um, you get a uh, single quotes, Uh, one sentence quotes from from people from the design team saying something about the game, but you still don't get the insights behind why they went with a certain thing for this or for that, or we had this on the table and we completely scrapped that because it wasn't uh, reliable enough or all that kind of stuff. The stuff that people usually are really interested in, that's not in... uh, um,
0: They're not showing that. There's two levels, though. I mean, there's the promotional side of it, which um, is all about selling the game, and then there's the um, the detailed um, enthusiast side, which is probably where I'm, I'm thinking that the webinar is going to come in, is where you will actually be able to ask those kind of questions to the design team, which may be, you know, if only the insider... People can actually ask the questions. Right. They only get. They're the only ones who get the opportunity to do that, and everybody else just gets to see, you know, the the um, the stream afterwards. Right. Then, then you know, there's some value there, maybe. Right. But then I'm 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 uh,
1: reminding myself um, uh, while you're saying this, I remember talking to Greg Ferreras about um, the Star Trek game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which they did. I uh, well, was it like five years ago, or maybe even more. Uh, because once the game was out, I was interested in getting all the details. And basically Greg said, there's a time to sell the game and there's a time to talk about the game. And as long as they're selling the game, they're not going to talk about what a terrible time they had with the licensor (laughs) getting everything approved and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a nice gesture to see the certain uh, Insider program being initiated but i'm still curious uh, like you said how long will it last and will it actually be providing any background info that's actually interesting for people to uh, to find out or will it be like no we're still selling that game we're not giving uh, and and uh, we're not going to bite the hand that's feeding us in a sense that they're not going to be discussing any um let's call it work relations with licensors and approval processes and all that kind of stuff
0: no i think that's absolutely fair no as you said uh, there is a as as greg said i guess um they are selling the game until they're uh, until they're not selling it and then uh, and that can be many years later they start talking about exactly how everything went in the in the design process but you know Give them a chance. Let's see what they come up with, and uh okay. we can make a judgment on that. Sure. Okay. Then our next headline, Pinborg sells out in seconds again. Yeah, apparently so. Um I And that's been... all there is to report about it, so <laughs> well, well, the segment lasts like, like, as long as like it took Kai, for uh, Pin... I, I'm, not, I'm not tournament players. <laughs> well, I, I'm not anymore. Although I certainly have an interest in tournaments, um, but I haven't been to Pinburg. You haven't been to Pinburg. We're not going to go to Pinburg because we don't play in tournaments. Uh, but, but there are plenty of people who who do, and uh, the whole thing sells out literally in a matter of seconds from the uh, opening of uh, sales for uh, the tournaments. Well, the interesting thing is that um, obviously it's a tournament. I get that,
1: but um, I have been uh, visiting or. Attending various pinball shows, I actually have no idea whether it would be fun for me, as a non-competitor, to go to Pinburg. Well, you're talking about going to replay FX. No, I'm the, talking the about um, uh, Pinburg. Actually, going to Pinburg, where uh, you know, would that be fun for me as a non-tournament player, just to be hanging out and playing some games that are not part of the tournament area? And um, you know, would that be fun for me? Um, I understood there are vendors and all that kind of stuff, so in a, it could be interesting. But in terms
0: of whether it would be, I have but, but, not been Pinburg. Pinburg is the tournament that's at replay effects. Right. So you can still go to replay effects, play the free play games there and watch all the tournaments. You just can't compete in them unless you're you're, you're signed up for Pinburg, right? And that's what sold out. So it's it's still part of a bigger show, you know, it's like at the Texas show we go to. They have the tournaments there, but you can still go to the rest of the show. Um and there's no no limit on ticket sales for replay effects. Okay. So, so well, yeah, I, I'd like to go there, um, even, even as a non-tournament player these days, hmm. just to see what the whole place. I mean, it's got to be a massive spectacle to see, and uh, even so, bigger than, I guess, going to Papa. So maybe we should look up our agendas and see whether we, hmm, since we both haven't been there yet. Yeah, well maybe. I certainly haven't got anything uh, scheduled for that time of year yet. Um so uh, What are we looking at? June, July, so. something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I did hmm. one of my one of my um New Year's resolutions was to go to different shows and um, it may be that my, my work schedule means that I, I'm actually forced to go to different shows this year. I can't go to the the ones I, I was going to go to. Oh, I thought it's, you weren't uh, allowed back in. That was something else, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 we don't talk about that. I'm uh, <laughs> um, not sure we sure meant Stern or the US in general, but, um, <laughs> but yes, um, interested to go to some different shows, um, and I you know, want to try and see if we can get to... Um, well, I wanted to go to rocky mountain this year but uh, looks like i've got a big project that's uh, finishing around that time so maybe that's going to be ruled out but uh, yeah, there are, that's a great thing about pinball at the moment there are so many great events to go to that if you can't get to one of them well uh, hang on hang on a couple of weeks and there'll be some more some more uh, events out there for you yeah well it's, it's going to be an
1: interesting year for you as well uh, in the sense that uh, obviously uh, since you're based in the uk and uh, well there's the brexit thing going on and um we just have to see how that will roll out, uh, or, or what will happen down the line. In the sense that we still don't know whether it will take place or whether it not will take place, and, and how it will affect everybody else in Europe and outside. And who knows? Yeah, you might not
0: even be allowed to leave the country anymore. Uh, okay, well, let's not get into that because we could turn this uh, one-hour podcast into a six-hour podcast if okay. we get into Brexit discussions. But um, yes, it's uh, it's all a bit unknown at the moment, but it'll, it'll sort itself of out one way or another, I'm sure.
1: Right, okay. So, um, well, we mentioned in the beginning that um, it was a relative slow month, but there's a couple of... Um, newsworthy items I guess we can quickly run through and by quickly I mean it will probably take up half an hour but still let's try to do it
0: quickly <laughs> okay um so let's um you, know, you and I are both go into the Texas show uh, yes. um later this month uh, a couple of weeks time yes listen, a couple of weeks time oh my goodness it's it's creeping up so no no it is it's uh by the time you listen to this podcast I expect it will be about two weeks yeah I think until the Texas show uh, so yes, and at that show, we we knew that um, Haggis Pinball, the From Australian Australia. startup, yeah, um, would would be attending and would be bringing a game with them. Now it turns out that um, they're not bringing the game that's called Wraith with them, um, which I, I think uh, they were planning to, or maybe people were assuming they were going to be bringing that because that's that's the one that they've been promoting most uh, heavily. But they, they will be bringing another game, uh, which which is called Celts. So well, I'm not sure whether they yes. are bringing that as well.
1: I have, at, at this point, I have to be honest, I have been watching their video updates, which are uh, interesting. But actually, to be honest, I have no idea which game they are actually working on and which they are bringing, if they are even bringing a game. So don't um, um, pin me down on... Whether they are bringing a game, yes or no, uh, that's completely no, up to I'm them.
0: Just, I'm just going on what it says on their website at the moment, which says that uh, they will be unveiling the the Celts game at uh, Texas. Does it also uh, say when they are written? <laughs> 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 no. Um, obviously, things are liable to change. You know, all sorts of things could happen. Um, there's customs, there's um, disasters that could that could get in the way. Um, the shipping, you know, all sorts of things can happen to, to right. invent this. That is their, their current and latest at the time of broadcast uh, plan is to is to reveal their Celts game, C E L T S, uh, but not Wraith. Wraith will be uh, unveiled at a later date. Right so uh, interestingly uh, in their uh, currently latest
1: video uh, we see a lot of uh, progress or well, basically what we see is uh, the, the guy who is making the videos um sending down a cabinet um from a um, uh, from an existing game mm-hmm. and um uh, preparing that um for the game that they are currently working on now the interesting thing, or maybe not that interesting. Um, that cabinet is sort of like a uh, um, an EM type or early solid state cabinet, which means that it doesn't have the height um, to allow play fields uh, to have ramps and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it could be interesting to see what kind of game they will be um, revealing, mm-hmm. if anything. Um, because... Um, it appears to me that the cabinet would not allow the the, the game to have ramps and all that kind of stuff. Nah, that could still be very interesting. I mean, uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation doesn't have any ramps, and I think that's a very interesting game. Um, but it's just something that occurred to me, like, okay, uh, that might be a challenge
0: or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's one company which will be, uh, well, plans to be unveiling a, a title at the Texas Pinball Festival. Um, let's just jump ahead a little bit there because there's a little more Texas Pinball Festival news, right. isn't there? about uh, Particularly related to um, one of the key organizers of the show, Ed Van Der Veen. Right. And um, who has been, who, well, up until very, very recently, has been a sergeant in the police department. Yes, the, of the in, city in Irving. of Irving in Texas, and he retired this
1: month, um, February twenty eighth. He retired, and um, surprise, surprise, March first, he announced that he will be running for mayor of Midlothian in Texas.
0: So yeah, that being particularly of interest to us because that's where the Texas Pimble Museum is located. Right. So uh, obviously,
1: um, uh, Ed Van is a, a very active member in the uh, uh community, mm-hmm. and um, so with um, um, I guess one door closing, um, he's opening another window.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's hope uh, that's how that all goes all well. Uh, goes well for Ed, and um, and maybe talking to uh, Mayor Ed. I don't know when the actual uh, election is. I have no idea either. But, but it's a very um, interesting um, bit of news that I
1: figured that we should mention. And, uh, uh, well, like you said, we wish uh, Ed best of luck
0: with his uh, plans to becoming a mayor. Yeah, yeah exciting times. What with the, the show coming up, the museum opening, and now a complete change of, uh, of career. So, uh, yeah, good luck to Ed and Kim as well. And hope that all works out well. Right. So, moving on. More news. Well, um, um, Riot Pinball um, is a company
1: that um, has been building um, new designed pinball machines, but in rather short uh, runs, If even if mm-hmm. multiple uh, games. Um, Scott, I'm trying to think of his last name, is... Um, I can't help you with that one, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, so the company is owned by um, Scott, and sorry, I forgot his last name. I can look that up uh, quickly. But um, he did Wrath of Olympus, which was a um, a white body game um, with uh, a very packed white body game with an upper play field and a very yeah. impressive game, I have to say. Um, He did that, and uh, um, um, he built it as a a homebrew game. And at some point, they even discussed or talked to to Spooky Pinball to see whether the game could go into uh, production. But um, apparently, the bill of materials, the economics just didn't work out. So, um, sadly, that never happened. And um, now they are currently working on a uh, a new title, um, which is called. Let me look it up here. Uh, Legend of Valhalla. Valhalla.
0: Hmm.
1: Right. So, and I need to mention that in the meantime, in between, they also did the um, uh, the bingo type. Uh, Playfield, which was uh, manufactured by VP Cabs, um, uh, the Dead Man uh, sort of poker-themed uh, Deadman's ah, yeah, dead,
0: dead, dead Man's Hand. Oh, yeah, Dead Hand.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, uh, they did that, uh, which I thought was interesting, and um, um, so so they've been working on a, on a, on a on a couple of things and. Uh, the interesting thing about Legend of Valhalla is that um, they posted actually pictures on their Facebook of uh, the actual cat drawings of the playfield. So they're already in that stage, which is pretty far along um, of the design. So um, hopefully they will be be building games soon or a game soon and uh, bringing it to shows, which is what they did with Wrath of Olympus as well. Um, but that still doesn't mean that we might actually see a production, uh, of such game in the sense of, um, well, like a factory, you know, so we still have to see how that would work out. Now, speaking of that, um, before we started recording this, uh, you and I were having a little chat and I figured like, why doesn't a company like Jersey Jack Pinball, um, step in? And basically, uh, buy one of these designs uh, by Scott, and 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 take it into production themselves. And if upfront, would that something like that would be known, um, that would might be something to take into consideration during the design,
0: so that it would actually be manufacturable. Yeah, uh, I think my my suggestion was that I don't think. Jersey Jack is particularly short of, um, of designs at the moment, but uh, we, we both agreed that um, we could see how it might well be um, in, over the next few years. And if um, so someone like uh, Skollett, um, who did Wrath of Olympus, or he um, had, had some more designs. I mean, on, on the Riot website, you can you can see a design for Alice of Wonderland, for instance, that says coming soon. And uh, you can imagine that would be a very good theme for uh, Jersey Jack Pinball to make you know, you know, a family-friendly um, title with lots of possibilities and lots of uh, modes suggested from the, from the uh, you know, the various scenarios um, from from the, that that book and uh, and the movies of uh, yeah. that have uh, come from it.
1: Although I might think. Um that um, uh, Deep Root might be doing Alice in Wonderland since that was one of the
0: games at Jersey, uh, that uh, John Pompadour was you. working on. So. Yeah, well, uh, as we've seen recently, there's no reason you shouldn't have uh, more than one game with the same title uh, with different approaches to it. You know, we've seen that. True. With the, with the, within, well, let's not go into all the different ones and, and some of the ones which are coming up in the, in the near future as well, uh, which we're probably not going to talk about at the moment. Right. Um, so. but yeah, um certainly it certainly says on the on the um Riot website that they that, and they have a design for uh, Alice in Wonderland, and it says coming soon. Yeah, I so, did look up uh Scott's uh, name
1: uh, uh Scott's name Scott Gullicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So um, I did look that up, so uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that, and um, usually he's uh, at various shows, and if we run into him, I'd um, love to hear him out on uh, what his plans are for Legend of Valhalla. Um, I think it's interesting to see that this is sort of like a Viking-type uh, uh, themed game, Um we haven't had those in a very long time, so that could be interesting. I am I'm pretty certain that uh, I can already predict that the uh, the soundtrack will sound a lot like heavy metal uh, or or. Uh, uh, um, well, let's keep it in the the, the hmm. Scandinavian fresh. metal scene. <laughs> that type of music uh, that would not surprise yeah. me at all. But uh, I might be completely wrong. But I don't think it's going to be like Kygo tropical uh, music and that kind of stuff. No, probably more Queen's right than anything. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. which is uh, okay, okay uh, energetic uh, to play pinball, are
0: So, so we have some other titles which. Um, which are potentially coming up, um, and ones which we, which um, are in production at the moment. So let's go to one which we're doing at the moment, which is uh, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, right? Um, from Spooky, of course, and uh, that's on the on the line. Now they finished making uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation for, well, say for now, but maybe uh, maybe forever. But uh, uh, if they get the uh, the orders in, I'm sure they make some more. But, uh, yeah, there's a new code update for that game. Do you know anything about what that that brings to to the game? Um, apparently, they're very happy with it, but
1: that's not a surprise. Um, I haven't... <laughs> uh, um, they said it's probably the best spooky game ever. I'm not sure I remember who said that, but um, I hope it is for them. Um, we'll, we'll get to play it in a few weeks at the Texas Pinball Festival so we can judge for ourselves. Yeah, where well, it was revealed, of course, one, one year ago yes, so um and for a small company that's still um, uh, very impressive to have the game in production uh, a year after it's being revealed. I know other companies that take longer after revealing a game to take it into production, and some companies even reveal games five times <laughs> and still never go
0: into production that's true um, but to be fair um, to to spooky they they uh, it didn't take them a year because they were waiting to, to develop the game. It took them a year because they had uh, all those total nuclear annihilations to build. Um, I'm sure they, they would have liked to, well, they're happy to make those, but uh, I suspect Alice Cooper was, was probably ready to go some time ago.
1: Yeah. But, uh, well, it's good to see that they're still working on code and uh, uh, polishing up the game and improving it and uh, adding modes and what have you. So, um, And it's not really a surprise that the game was updated because you already know that um, uh, Scott Danisi has been looking at, at uh, audio aspects of the game, I think, uh, and some other people as well. So at some point, an update was
0: very likely mm. to uh, to come out. Okay, so that's a game which is in production. Um, um, actually, on, on the note of
1: uh, Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle, uh, obviously last year at Texas Pinball Festival, the game was revealed and we could play uh, just um, uh, a single ball as you were playing yeah. it. Um, for me, since I haven't attended any other pinball, sh- big pinball shows in the U.S. Um, where the game was present, uh for me it will be actually a chance to play the game and see what um to, to, to get more familiar with the game so to speak because obviously the code develops um and uh now we get to play full games
0: I expect. Yes. So you sure can sure. Yeah yeah so Yeah you'll be able to see the difference I'm sure. Um apart from the fact you're getting two more balls for your your game, if if no nothing else. Right. Um so yeah, let's um, let's look forward to, to playing the um that game in Texas um in a, a couple of weeks' time. Now um one company which is um has revealed their intentions of to produce a game is Great Lakes Pinball. Right. We mentioned and, them last uh, last month on our that's uh, right. podcast. Um and their expose
1: game. Yes. And uh, last month they revealed their character called Leroy and uh, this month they revealed another character called uh, Sasquatch Bruce the Forest Florist. And the character looks a bit like um, either a... Um, my, my first
0: impression was it was sort of like a Bigfoot character. Right, okay. Yeah, well we had had him, Bigfoot, appear in a few games or certainly a Bigfoot type character appear in a few games. Um, obviously, um, Whitewater springs to mind, as well as um, Lexi Lightspeed. Um, and not to mention the uh,
1: Belly Bigfoot game, which was uh, mm. the other Hercules-sized uh, pinball machine. That's but right, apparently yes. there were only one or two built, and um, uh, the game was uh, destroyed after many years of being in storage at Belly, and uh, nobody wanted it or whatever. I don't know.
0: So. Mm. Yeah. But okay. we still have so, the pictures, or some pictures of it. So, yeah, and um, and this new character, Saskotch Bruce. Uh, I'm not sure the forest florist is necessarily a uh, particularly flattering description, or doesn't doesn't um, enthuse people necessarily. But I'm sure they have big plans for what they're going to do with that character in the game. Could be hilarious. It could well be. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe it's it's taking the, the the theme in a different direction to to where we thought it was going right okay so um
1: moving on um there's two uh well we discussed stern pinball briefly, but there's um mm-hmm. a little bit more news um involving uh, stern Pinball, uh being that the spike schematics
0: have been um uh what's the word uh, published on the internet yes that's right um There have been a a number of problems in the past with uh, various versions, and there have been many versions of the spike um, control system, and in particular the node boards, and uh, the way that uh, they have, in some cases, become uh, um, unusable, and people had to buy replacements because they were no longer in warranty after a reasonably short time. And they weren't that cheap to, to buy either. So I think people were looking for ways to repair them, and up until this point, Stern had never released any schematic diagrams for those, uh, those boards. Uh, and they, they announced recently that they were going to uh, put all the schematics for their, their spike system boards on their website by the end of February. And um, almost entirely true to their word, they put n- nearly all of them on, on their website. So if you do go to the support area, you can scroll down and look at the different um, different boards in the, the make up the Spike One, Spike Two system, and uh, if it means anything to you, it, uh, it it's interesting reading. They, I think they've been redone specifically for the website. I don't think they're the ones which were necessarily used internally because they've been cleaned up a bit, I think. But if um, even if if you can't read them yourself or they, they mean nothing to you. It does mean that the information is out there, and maybe other people can can actually have a a good good shot at uh, repairing a a spike board which uh, is no longer functioning, unless it's um, down to the internal code of um, of some of the chips on there or the, the controller board, the uh, controller chips on there. Which case so, um, it's going to be harder to get to, but uh, if it's a a, um, a component level failure then uh, there's a good chance they can be fixed now um, without having to buy a new one, which is, which is good news. Well, that depends because, obviously, these boards are um,
1: uh, using microelectronics, which are making it a lot more difficult to repair them. It's not like the old board sets where you just like, oh, I need to replace this uh, capacitor and this resistor, and, uh, and off you go. Um, it doesn't work
0: like that anymore. Well, it kind of does. I was looking at, this, at, the, at the schematics earlier. And um, in essence, they're, they're the same. But yes, there are the, there's a lot of surface mount equipment or uh, components on there, which um, requires a little more um, skill to remove or replace. But it's, it's, not, it's not something that's uh, beyond the realms of, of uh, the hobbyist to do. Right. But if it, and see, if it gets to some of the surface mount um, uh, microcontrollers, then that's, that's much harder and um, that is certainly specialist work. But it doesn't mean there won't be people out there who who will offer that service right now
1: uh, what's interesting uh, or at least I hope it is um, are the schematics detailed enough that it would allow um, basically anybody to start building their own uh, spike
0: board um, it would it would to a, to a degree except it's got um, it's actually it comes down to the firmware in in the controller chips. Which, which you can't necessarily get to. It's, it's not quite clear yet um, it's just how that works because it's, it's also possible when you program these things to make them uh, impossible to read. So once you've written the, the code to them, you can't then connect up to them and read the code back and see what it's doing. Right. So it may it may not work that, that way, and um, you can be sure that Sternon could release that proprietary code for anybody to make them themselves. When they, when they can sell them at, um, at a good premium. Right. So I think the answer to that is probably, in the most part, no. Mm, okay, hold on.
1: Um, oh. I think oh. my phone is buzzing, or is it your phone? Oh, not, not again. Uh, <laughs> no, my phone's not here, actually. My phone's on charge. Right. Uh, no, then it must be me. Uh, here it is. Um, well, it's our um, monthly returning guest um who needs no longer any introduction gary flower calling
0: so oh, um
1: let's uh, let's see what he has to say then, shall we? Well, I know that he's not going to the Texas pinball Show,
0: um, but it no, could be he's interesting. Going to the Midwest gaming classic. And, yeah, I uh, understand there's some in- exciting news from from that show. Okay, well, um uh, let's see what he has to say.: Yeah, this is going to be really good. I've been looking forward to this because I've been talking to Gary as you have, and I mean, I'm sure he told us there's a lot of stuff he wants to tell us. So right. let's see what he's what he's going to say. Okay. Oh, crap. He uh, just got, hung out. He's so impatient. He knows that we're doing this podcast and we take a little time to to read his intro. Oh. I mean, to, I mean we aren't exactly doing his, his full biography of his life in, in pinball, so he should give us a, a 30... Oh, well, whatever. Um, I'm sure he'll be back soon to tell us... Uh, well, I say back, he'll be on soon to tell us uh, all the latest because uh, I'm sure he's got a little bit exciting information he wants to yeah uh, well and speaking of the Midwest gaming classic
1: show um, you and I will not, uh, both will not be going there which is a pity but the show is the same weekend as the um, flip Expo event in France uh, which is actually where we are going
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's uh, it's a shame there are so many shows well in a way it's a shame but uh, uh, crashes are inevitable and um we couldn't miss Texas, I don't think, um, even though we do both want to go to the Midwest Gaming Classic as well. But um, it's just a bit too much of a gap between those two shows for us to, to stay out there for the entire duration. When yes. we've, got, uh, we've got work to be getting on with. Yes, exactly. So Now, the interesting thing is um,
1: Jack Warnieri of Jersey Jack Pinball will actually be going to the Flip Expo show. Again, because he was there last year, where we, yes. we interviewed him together. Yes, and so my uh, I am assuming that we are going to interview him again, which really makes him a regular guest yeah. on our podcast. It's I would not, say certainly on
0: more frequently than Gary.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And um, now the interesting thing is, and this is pure speculation from my end, so. Um, I have a suspicion. Um, there's a rumor that the new Jersey Jack game is certainly not going to be revealed at the Texas show. Although we might yeah. see the limited edition yellow brick road of The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. which is a new model, basically, and we would still have to see whether it will be stripped down or not, or whatever. Um, but the next new game... People are sort of expecting, maybe partly because of this podcast suggesting it, um, that the game
0: might be revealed at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Well, Jack told us he was going to uh, be revealing two games this year, so that would imply a, you know, a, a first court, uh, sorry, first half and a second and a half game. Right. And uh,
1: well, he actually he narrowed it down shows. to a
0: spring game and a fall game. So right
1: hmm So, well, spring, um, with the um uh Midwest Gaming Classic show being uh, uh the midst of April already, uh Spring's almost over by then.
0: Yeah, and um as I understand it, there's a good chance that Stern Pimple will be revealing their next title at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Which So is... I don't know I don't know whether uh another company would want to get in on, on that as well and, and try and take them on. Uh, or whether they prefer to to have uh, the spotlight to themselves. Well, in a way, I think it would be interesting if they would,
1: in the sense that oh, definitely interesting, yes. Um, obviously, um, uh, Stern is expected to come out with the next Steve Ritchie game. Um, mm-hmm. Jersey Jack will be coming out with the new Pat Lawler game. So you'd be so you have basically Steve Ritchie versus Pat Lawler uh, battling it out in terms of like who gets. Um, the most attention and uh, which is the most talked about game and how will people respond now keep in mind that Stern last year um, at the Midwest Gaming Classic uh, they showed up with what was it like 20 or 30 Iron Maiden games that was Mm -hmm. the new game by then so they really made an impact over there Um, if they have a, a new Steve Ritchie game I would not be surprised
0: if they would try to pull off a stunt like that again Yeah, well, I guess they got the same same kind of space in order to do that, and um, I can't remember. I think Iron Maiden was Iron Maiden. I mean, was revealed before um, the Midwest Gaming Classic last year. Yeah, it it? was revealed, but
1: I think it was the first show where the game was actually shown. We had seen pictures. uh, There was a, a online reveal. Uh, with photos of the, the the
0: three different models and all and so uh, so on, but it hadn't been at a show yet. Yes, that's right. Because they they didn't didn't reveal it at Texas, but then they they announced it fairly soon afterwards, didn't they? Yes. So Midwest Gaming Classic was basically
1: the 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 first big show or, or the first show that had the game, and CERN made an impact by showing up with that many games. So uh, they might do something similar. Um, interestingly. Um, in, and again, I'm just speculating and suggesting and uh, I'm not implying anything, but um, it could be interesting, uh, since there's two, two big shows in the same weekend, one in Europe uh, and one uh, in uh, the States, it could be that George uh, Jack might say, like, you know what, we're going to reveal our game on two different shows at the same time. Because Jack's already mm. at the show in Europe, so why not reveal the game there as well?
0: Well, obviously it means that Jack can't announce the game at both of them. So it would allow maybe Pat to announce the game in uh, in uh, the Midwest Gaming Show and Jack to do it in Europe. Right. So that, that
1: could be... A scenario that I would like to see. Let's call it that. So it's mm. uh, again pure speculation, but it would be nice.
0: Uh, nice is the if companies can sort of uh, do different types of reveals and um, approach things in a slightly innovative way, rather than just um, you know, doing the standard. Um, here's the game; you can play it. But to to spread it out across across the world, you know, right. that would be uh, be interesting. Yeah. It would be an interesting opportunity, I guess.
1: Let's call it that. So. Hmm. so I'm not saying that that is going to happen, but it would no. be interesting. And well, who knows who's listening too. and, you know, okay, yeah. So we,
0: we don't speculate, we create the rumours over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's some more speculation then. Um, uh, our good friend Joe Kamikawa has been um, speculating uh, or creating rumours, shall we say, uh, yeah, about the possibility of, of a, a much Uh, anticipated but up until now unfulfilled pinball license. Um, I'll let you actually uh, give the details of that. Okay. Um,
1: There was a Facebook discussion um, where a Harry Potter-themed pinball machine was brought up and where Joe Chemico actually uh, uh, mentioned that you'd never know what's in Stern's engineering department, something like that along those lines, um, yeah. which obviously uh, triggered some people to, uh, uh, to see if they could get any further details, which they couldn't. Uh, but it is interesting to note that um, Joe, who's uh, working for a slot machine company, um, and that slot machine company does have the
0: Harry Potter license. What I uh, actually, that did surprise me because I didn't think that, you know, given everything we've heard about why Harry Potter can't be used in a pinball, um, it would certainly tend to suggest that putting it into a slot machine would be, you know, even less desirable than it would be in a pinball machine. Well, you put, so
1: that's uh, one way to put it. I was actually surprised at the same in, in the same way. I figured, like, if pinball is already uh, considered to be too evil for. Uh, J.K. Rowling and then how come slot machines is okay but apparently if you just um, waive a cheque with enough money on it and that's purely speculation from my end, uh, I apologize <laughs> for that <laughs> but um, then uh, all of a sudden doors open that otherwise it remain to be shut.
0: yes um, I, I, I was absolutely um, well flabbergasted, gobsmacked, whatever you like to, to find they're doing a slot machine with harry potter because that doesn't go with anything i have heard in the past about why you know uh the, the desire from jk rowling not to not to see um harry potter themed items appear in bars or uh certainly not casinos or anything like that and yet there it is so uh maybe uh it's maybe here the yet. have changed so no no but um if, if he's if the, the license has been acquired then uh, it's a possible it's a possible release um, known before too long. Right, uh, they although get the game out before the the license gets too cold, you know, and, and forgotten.
1: Um, it wouldn't be the first time that a slot machine would be designed and in the end um, turned down. After all, we don't know the details. So, um, for all we know such uh, a slot machine might be designed and still uh, declined after all after all the design work although that would be uh mm, yeah, kind of surprising yeah. i would say but still um we don't know the details of uh of the license maybe
0: we you know we'll just no, have no, to I see mean, maybe it's just a pitch to uh, to Warner and uh, to J.K. Yeah, exactly. and they say you know show us how what it would look like and we'll say yes or no right so, so um, it's
1: all very premature, and we have no uh, further info on that. But it's interesting, and as we've seen with the Beatles, um, if Joe Camencau gets behind it, then all of a sudden, uh, mm-hmm. pinball themes that um, have been uh, desired by some for many, many years uh,
0: do become a, a potential uh, reality. So to speak. Yeah, yeah, the ones people have thought have been impossible in the past. Yeah, suddenly suddenly turn into uh, actual product. Right, so that's Um, good. On the other hand, I have to uh,
1: say uh, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Harry Potter. Um, And um, I also haven't been the biggest fan of The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, but um, uh, those were uh, uh, movie trilogies that have seen uh, pinball machines. Um, uh, being themed ab- around the, these uh, trilogies, um, but with Harry Potter, I think there's like seven or eight movies. That's yes, way too much material to work with to put in one pinball machine. I would say.
0: I agree. Yes, you you could do you know you could do an early years, you could do a later years, you could, you know you could do the first three books, you could do the first. You know, three seems to be a good number, the magic number in some cases, for doing um, pinball games because you can obviously have th- you know, the the three different movies or the three different books um, as different strands through the game. Um, uh, but yeah, I agree. You know, it, there's so much material to work with there. Um, it's it's you no, know, it's it's daunting and it's um it's overwhelming really the amount of amount of possible things you could put into the game. Um, so yeah, it could could lead to a, a series of games. Or, or uh, no, the license could be split in in various different ways. Right, but so, we'll see. And, if, if, and indeed, and, it, if indeed, there is a license. Right, and and maybe the best
1: way to do with a Harry Potter themed game is not to go into each of the different movies at all. Maybe just do one with just uh, the 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 main characters that are in every movie, which are a bunch of the teachers and Harry and uh, and his friends and um, uh, the kids who are um, uh, not so much his friends, uh, but they are in in several of the movies as well. Uh, So maybe do it just... uh, uh, A uh, character-based game could be maybe the way to go for Harry Potter to make it appealing for everybody who's seen maybe just one or two of the movies.
0: Well, there's lots of ways of doing it. It could be could be a sort of fairly superficial in, in that in that way but it could be you know in it could break down so we, once you get deeper into the game we get more and more detail from it but from a, if you're just playing it simplistically you know it, it's that is exactly what you see what you just described but um, if one, once you start getting beyond the you know into the into the deeper levels of it and getting into wizard modes and all that then uh, yeah you can bring all that in, into play but let's not get too bogged down in something which you don't even know exists. Because there's um, there's another company which um, is also talking about building games, yes. but um, hasn't done anything yet. Uh, but they are. Well, I wouldn't call it anything, any but games. but they haven't but built a great games. track record. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, they they have. They've certainly made a name for themselves. Uh, and we're talking about uh, Pinball Buzz, who are the publisher of the Pinball Adventures series of. Publications, I suppose. Uh, are they yes. magazines? Publications?
1: Yeah. No, they're, uh, well, they're books. Um, books. Okay. They announced a, uh, um, uh, the Pimble Adventures series, which is a uh, 10 book um, uh, series. Um, uh, so, so there's 10 volumes in that series. The first one was uh, with Todd chucky and that got huge uh, or massive negative feedback The quality of the paper was um, uh, rather poor, I would say. Uh, Very thin, uh, non-glossy. Basically, the book looked like um, it was printed on somebody's inkjet printer, which is not very desirable, I would say. Um, Some images were taken from the Internet in a very low resolution and blown up. And... um, um, there was a lot of negative feedback uh around the uh the first volume that was published last year and interestingly enough um the second volume has just been uh released or published whatever you want to call it um and in that um uh that was shipped to people who who had pre-ordered uh the whole series um so so some people received uh this uh, second volume which apparently is um slightly smaller in size um than the first volume which i find rather odd because i think the, uh, the if if you get all 10 volumes you really want them to be all the same size so they uh, align nicely in a on a bookshelf or something like that. But aside from that, um, there was a note in there that uh, apparently indicated that they are looking into um, uh, building or designing pinball machines themselves. Um, I'm not sure how serious we should take that, um, but if it's
0: the same quality as the book, then I'm not sure whether that's a good thing. Hmm. Well, let's not prejudge it, but yes, it's uh, certainly the, the. I don't think it's got any relationship to uh, the Pennantella and Teller uh, interview that they have in the in the uh, volume two. The volume two is um, a pinball event, it's all about magic, and um, includes things like uh, Circus Voltaire, which are not exactly magic, but uh, magic girl, and um, other magic themed games. But it does talk talk to Pennantella and Teller and. Uh, and they're, they're certainly creating a video game, um, or have created a video game. So maybe maybe they're also interested in doing something in, in Pimble. It might right, be interesting. So, now the interesting thing is, or at least I think it's
1: uh, interesting. I had not seen anything about this, but maybe I haven't uh, checked up on my pin site or other forums uh, lately. Um, obviously, um, the Pimble buzz. Um, is publishing the Pimble Adventures. Um, they also um, uh, published a uh, Pimble Adventures calendar for 2019, um,
0: which you and I both were not very impressed with. <laughs> yeah, certainly in terms of the the artwork quality, um, and also, well, I suppose the timing's all right. It is at least out and available if you wanted to get one for 2019. So you have got another another um, what ten months of use out of it, right. and for, for 30, $30, I don't think it's it's too expensive, but um, yeah, we, we didn't particularly like the, the pictures that they'd used or the way they composited them.
1: But, okay, um, so for $30 I can think of another printed uh, pinball publication um, of uh, 360 pages. So if you're looking for a calendar of 24 pages or, um, or uh, if you have 30 bucks to spend and you want actual content, then may I suggest you buy Pinball Magazine number 5 instead? And that will probably take you the
0: rest of the year to finish it. Well, you see, if only you'd printed at the very top, um, a different date. You know, it's the first date is the first page is January the first. Second page, is January the second. It would double as a pinball calendar as well. My God, you're so clever.
1: <laughs> you see, no I, charge, I, sh- uh, I should have suggestion. done basically basically every issue. Uh, since I do one issue a year, I should do I should do that with every issue. I should d- do issues of of uh, three hundred sixty-five pages, although uh, that would be three hundred sixty-eight. Uh, to make it uh, work. Mm. But, um, and then basically make it a calendar. You're, there you go. What Brilliant. a genius idea. Absolutely. I will look into that. Now, getting back to Pinball Buzz, um, <laughs> what's interesting, um, uh, uh, looking into their uh, shop, obviously they uh, uh, were familiar with the Pinball Adventure series and the uh, calendar that we just described, but they also announced. a a series called Greatest Pinball Machines um, which is um, apparently uh, uh, it appeared to be books as well where they will be focusing on uh, the pinball machines of a specific
0: manufacturer.
1: So either it's Belly or Data East or Gottlieb, Sega
0: Stern or Williams. Yes. um, Looking at a different number of um top games from each of those manufacturers it doesn't um, originally we are looking at, I think we looked at uh, like 20, the top 20 machines and then we both sort of saw they had a Sega one, we thought well, what are the top 20 Sega machines going to be um, and in fact they're only doing 10 I think of the, of the Sega machines so whether they're going into them in I more think they're only or, 10 <laughs> <laughs> they're doing all 10 Sega machines then. Um, but uh, yes uh, I don't think these books are actually available yet they are They're on the shop um, on the website, I should say for Pinball Adventures, but I don't think you, you can add them to the cart and buy them just yet. Yeah, so uh, the interesting thing is i'm I'm looking at the contact listing for the
1: Godleap volume, um, and um, basically it says, if you love Pinball, then you'll love the top hundred most popular pinball machines we explore in this ten volume series. Interesting, including Stargate, Joker Poker, Devil's Dare, Black Hole, Class of 1812, Rescue, 911, Frank Thomas, Big Herd, Haunted House, Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street, and Operation Thundered. So that's like completely ignoring that Gottlieb actually made electromechanical games. Hmm. Yeah. And Uh, uh, um, if if we look at the most successful. Poker uh, or uh, games that Gottlieb uh, did, Um, then um, um, Spirit of '76 comes to mind, which is uh, what was one of their uh, biggest sellers. But Simbad and Cleopatra were also like Mm. over ten thousand of units, which was very very big at that time. And um, I think of all the well, Joker Poker uh did very well. That's uh that's a good game. All the other games listed here didn't actually well Hundred Horse did okay um but but had, had its issue in its day. Um and the rest of them com- well, if you're be, just should... looking at, at, at production numbers mm. um it should be a completely different list. This is just like the the, the last um games from Gottlieb that they sort of got their hands on but Certainly not the uh, the best off, I
0: would say, or the top sellers. But okay. yeah, I wonder, wonder how their their top, you know, in inverted commas, top machines are chosen for 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 this and for all the other manufacturers. Right. So you know, is it uh, is it some kind of are they taking ratings off the internet or are they just the ones they've got access to? Right. Um, so, but in.
1: Um, um, to keep up with their tradition of poor printing, even the uh, the thumbnails <laughs> of the flyers on the website are um, of very, very uh, low quality. So um, they are consistent in that way. Um, we'll just have to see, but I find it rather uh, interesting to see that they already announced this whole series. Um, and I do have to mention that I actually think that they, uh, they announced the, the, the Pimble Adventure series uh, in a relative short time, they came up with uh, volume one and now volume two within just a, a matter of months. Um, so in that, in, in ter- as a publisher, I have to be impressed with that because I know how long it takes me to publish an issue of Pinball magazine. But on the other hand, um, if I look at what's happening on uh, on Pinside, on the forum, um, they're not building the best name for themselves uh, right now, as people obviously have issues with the quality of the products and the content of it. And um, uh, instead of, of listening to the people, they're more attacking people, which is mm. not the best strategy yeah. to, uh, to, to, to build yourself a good name, a good reputation, I would say.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, on the plus side, they have announced what all the uh, the different themes are for their for the ten volumes that they're going to produce. So, if you uh, want to go to the the dot website, you can see what their what uh, volume three, volume four, and and so on up to volume ten are what the themes of those are going to be. Uh, things like uh, space, horror, science fiction, wild west, and uh, movies, music, uh, um, and um, Sports and that kind of thing, right? So, so uh, see which ones might appeal to you, right? But um, so I guess the um, uh,
1: the, the model of uh, in which they are working is uh, rather clear. So obviously, in uh, Pinball Adventures, uh, they pick a certain theme, and with the uh, world's greatest pinball machines, they pick a manufacturer and they pick a bunch of games from one brand and just throw it together. And uh, that that's basically what they do. So, oh, well, we'll see how they um, uh, develop. Exciting. And like like I said, apparently they expressed an interest in starting to uh, develop pinball machines as well. So we'll keep an eye it's on busy it. Busy times. Busy times at Pinball Buzz. And yeah. Well, uh, apparently, and pinball is not as hard as everybody makes you believe it is. I mean, yeah, if, or, even a publisher publishing. can do it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, well you've shown us how easy it
0: is. So uh,
1: you obviously uh, led the way. Yeah, well I think because we made it look easy, there's so many people trying to to do the same uh, what we are doing, or at least a few. But that's well, okay. Good
0: luck to them. Yeah, uh, competition is a good thing, and um, the more information there is out there, uh, the better I think. Right, okay. So
1: let's round this up. Um mm, yes. obviously this is the month of the Texas Pinball Festival. That means there were um aside from Martin and myself hosting um our so you think you know pinball pop quiz at the happy hour. Uh, at the opening of the show on Friday, so make sure you're there yep. on Friday at the happy hour at 6 in the p.m. Bar area. in the bar area. We'll be hosting our um, So You Think You Know Pinball Pop quiz with prizes donated by Stern Pinball, Jersey Jack Pinball, American Pinball, Spooky Pinball, and um, well, those four at least are confirmed. Um, and I'm still working on a few other manufacturers to see whether we can. Um, uh, get some swag from them to give away as well.
0: So Great. if you want to win prizes, amazing, make sure you selection of prizes.
1: Yes. Yep. So, um, and of course, uh, you and I will both be um, uh, donating prizes as well in the f- in form of uh, magazines from my end and uh,
0: um, whatever you yeah, may any have. Any stuff I any stuff I can sc- scrabble around in the uh, Pinball News prize box and. Uh, and, and throw in the suitcase, uh, that that will be in on the prize table as well. So now, um, obviously, with,
1: at the Texas Pinball Festival, there will be plenty of um, pinball celebrities, I would say, in the sense of uh, pinball designers and um, programmers, uh, uh, people from the design team, all that kind of stuff. Um, so let's see... Um, Well, let's put it like this. Make sure you check in for our next podcast because we might have interviews with people um, from the Texas Pinball Festival. And um, you might want to hear what they have to say.
0: Yeah. And uh, I've I've actually asked, um, because I'm going to the Arcade Expo show the week before. And um, I've asked the owner of that, John Weeks, if he'd be willing to do an interview for us as well. Right. I haven't heard back from him yet, but um, I'm sure he's got a lot of good stories about how that amazing uh, facility came to exist, and uh, and what a what a huge number of games he's got there, and and, and how he deals with that. Um, yeah, and, uh, I have a story to, on that. It must be yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be good to hear from uh, from John. Um, in in the next podcast, but uh, I say that's not confirmed yet. But we'll we'll see what we can yeah. what we can get from so, uh, banning. The funny thing is, um, I'm actually planning
1: to interview John in Pinball Magazine number six. Um, he was actually scheduled for an earlier edition of Pinball Magazine, and I interviewed him, I recorded the entire interview on my uh, my phone. And uh, two weeks later, my phone died. Oh, no. so I lost that interview uh so i haven't been able to publish that and i haven't been able to interview john um after that so but that's a little side note um but uh, i am considering john for Pinball magazine number 6 so um, make sure you mention that to him as well um when you uh, when you see him uh, later this month i shall
0: remind him that you're waiting for his call
1: Um, I think it would probably be me calling him because if I have... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's not go there. Um, But, um, okay, let's round this up. Um, This was uh, most of the... uh, Well, the most interesting pinball news that we could find uh, for the month of February 2019 if you're going to the Texas Pinball Festival or Arcade Expo the week and uh, prior to that um, uh, Martin will be there so uh, if you see Martin walking around do say hello he always appreciates that a lot and if you're going to the Texas Pinball show uh, we'll both be
0: there so um, make sure yeah, uh, say hello to, to both of us because we exactly, we, yeah. we both like to hear what you think of this podcast and uh, a pinball magazine and pinball news. Um, Cause it's uh, feedback is what makes, uh, makes them better than ever each time. Yeah. So, so uh, we- yeah, we look forward to, to seeing you there or if we don't see you there, then we'll be back next month. Looking back at the month of March together with um, the reports from, from the, those shows and all the other events that have happened and uh, any of the podcasts that we can pull together.
1: Right. Okay, so thank you for listening and uh, until next
0: month. Goodbye.